You're listening to Gray Shading from Q19 Media. Created and written by Quinn Latondra. Episode 3 Dive Bomb. things will kill you. Give it some time. I just started. A rough day? <laughs> Not that recent. Davy. Sarah, lovely to meet you. Likewise. Did you need anything before we get started? We can review the questions beforehand, or if you need any water or anything, just let me know. Oh, all great and wonderful here. Free balling it today. Right. Well, I'll have one of our team members take care of you. We should be ready to go shortly. Excuse me, uh, can you help get Mr. Donahue set up? Thanks. Uh, no problem, just this way. Sure. Uh, can I get you anything, Mr. Donahue? Water? Uh... Uh, all good, brother. Just call me Davey, if you will. Will do. Uh, what's your name? Chris. Oh, Davey, nice to meet you. You too. Uh, by the way, I, I just gotta say, you, you know, this is kind of crazy. I'm a huge fan. You guys kicked so much ass. I'm still trying. Right on. You know, I actually met my husband at your show a couple years ago. It was a, what was that place called? Uh, it's down on Main, near the viaduct. I think I'm trying to remember. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, uh, the Cobalt. The Cobalt, yeah, that's the spot. Yeah, no kidding. Fucking wicked. Not around anymore, I don't think. Well. What can you do? Yeah, it fucking blows. For real. Hey Chris, can you give us a hand here? <laughs> uh, go on ahead. I'm good to go. Hey, nice to meet you, Chris. Cheers. All right, ready to go? Oh yeah. So this will be the main shot, and then we're gonna get another wider angle just here. Same for me. Just try to forget the cameras are here. We're just talking. Beauty. Good. All set. And rolling. Whenever you're ready. I'm Sarah Tannen for CBFM. I'm here with David Donahue, vocalist of Bristol Meth. Thanks for joining us, David. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So to start, I have to ask. Dirtbag Davey. <laughs> Sarah, good lord. How could you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, no, that's a, that's a common one. Uh, my ex-wife got a lot of mileage out of it. Any idea where it started? Uh, probably back when she was still my wife. <laughs> right, right. Uh, some others. Dive Bomb Davy, Gravedigger Davy, Donnie. You're a man of many identities. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, the Dive Bomb one I know. I used to uh, jump, well, you know, crowd surf right off the stage during the shows, you know, pretty often. You know, just drop in there without warning. You know, after a while it gets old, you know. Just started going from higher and higher after a while climbing scaffoldings, what have you. You know, got a little scary and a little, a little unrealistic after a while, but yeah, you know, got the name out of it at least. Gravedigger, 
I don't know, and I'm not sure I want to. How about Donnie? Hmm. Not sure how that got started. You know, I think it's from that, um, that movie, Donnie Brasco. You know, tough guy and handsome. Yeah, that's got to be the connection there. That's about as good an ambition as I can think of. Yeah, way I see it too. So David, I want to talk about this announcement from earlier this year. You say the band is finished. Did say that? Yeah, that's right. It's been a good run, but yes, we announced that when the tour was announced. This was the last run of shows. And you say that's due to the changes you've seen in the concerts and the crowds? The increasing violence? <sighs> no, actually, and I like to clear that up now. I was finished with it. All the guys were ready to move on. Just getting past the notion, the routine of the go, go, go cycle of the band. You have to understand, 10 years in this business is no joke. I mean, in any business, that's no joke, let alone something this physically and mentally draining, you know? It wasn't some kind of sea change. Your girl inferred that. Yes, well, yes, when you spoke to my colleague Natalie Kwan, you said you were seeing increasing violence and you were getting tired of it. As you just said, you're saying there's no relation there? That's exactly what I'm saying. I didn't say violence either, for the record. You know, the crowds are getting more and more rowdy, it seems, but it's fun. That didn't affect my decision at all. I see. But didn't it affect you? Wouldn't you say you get tired of witnessing that kind of violence on a night-to-night -night basis? I wouldn't necessarily. I mean, sure, I know I'm supposed to, or... But look, too much of anything, right? I can watch hardcore porn all day, and eventually I'm gonna get sick of that shit, no matter how great it was at the start, you know? Can we cut? Uh, just hold for a sec. Just try to take it easy with the language. We can't just... We might have to cut it, is all, and I want people to hear what you have to say. Right. Sorry. Sorry. Of course. Let's just pick up the next question. <clears throat> all set? Good to go. Okay. So, Davey, as you yourself said, up to the end of your shows, we're seeing changes in the, should we say, response of the crowds? Do you think there's something about the music that you make that could inspire violence? Well, clearly you're fine and prepped to speak for me, so I guess I don't really need to be here, huh? Ah, I would just head off. <laughs> but since I am, yes. Yes. Yes, I think there probably is something. Look, this isn't the fine arts we're dealing with here. This isn't Shakespeare. It's rock and roll, right? It's bone-dry guitars because when we started, we couldn't afford pedals. It's fast because our drummers couldn't play slow and keep time. It's loud because we had to be louder than the drunk assholes talking over us in the basements we started out playing in. It's us, and we're fucking huge, so we make it huge, so it's us. Look, we're, we're not doing some pussy-ass dandy Warhol shit here, right? This is raw, in your face, you know, brash, aggressive, no BS, you're supposed to feel something. You know, it can bring something out of you that, that you can't access anywhere else. And, and if the feeling's so overpowering, you can only make sense of it and deal with the bad shit inside you by jumping around and knocking into people and, yeah, getting your shit kicked in a little bit. I think that's a good thing. Maybe not in your profession, but it is in mine. Keep rolling, it's fine. Wouldn't you say that physical violence is not the healthiest outlet for these feelings, though? Isn't there a more productive, constructive, non-violent way to process and engage with that kind of aggression or dissatisfaction? These intense negative emotions that this music can bring to the forefront and try to deal with? Not always. 
And I don't see what these kids are doing as any less valid than talking it out or whatever the hell you want them to do. Look, not in a safe, positive, consensual environment, which is what we provide. Okay, everyone's looking out for each other. Everyone knows the rules. Somebody falls, you stop what you're doing and you pick them the fuck up. Everyone's there for the same reasons at the end of the day. It's communal. And, and, and I don't think you can rightly say that one thing is healthier or more valid than another. Sometimes a little danger is good for you anyway. You have to understand though, these fights that break out, these mosh pits that are encouraged. People are going to the hospital, people are coming out with bloody noses, broken legs. This isn't... Pretty abstract, don't you think? Have you been, Sarah? Have you been to the show and felt it and experienced it? I can pull up Twitter right now and show you them. Trust me, I've seen it. Yeah, I'm sure you could. Could you also pull that out and show me the people who had the best night of their life there? Or fell in love there? Got inspired? Can you show me that? So what you're saying is that the positive aspects of your shows and career balance out the scales and cancel out the violence and damage. No, Sarah, and I resent that question. Thank you very much. Look, I can guarantee you that kid you saw with a broken leg coming out of our show had a great story to tell his friends and a memory he's never going to forget as long as he lives. And a broken leg. And a broken leg. So you would say that the band has had a net positive effect overall. Done more good than bad when all is considered. <laughs> hey, Chris. Where's Chris? Is he still here? Chris? Yeah, Chris, your tech. Look, he met his husband at our show. Ask him if we had a net positive or not. I'll be sure to do that. Now- Will you? You didn't even know his name. You know, bet you a billion you couldn't pick him out of a lineup. You know, I used to stand there for hours every night after our show, taking pictures, talking to the kids, taking their demo tapes, signing shit until my fucking wrists hurt. So maybe go on and learn your employees' names before you go ahead prosecuting my morality. You haven't answered my question. Well, I'd love to say positive. I could, but it's not true because that's not how it works. Black and white or whatever. More abstract than that. You got it. Uh, I need a smoke. Got one of those things for me by any chance? Go for it. I can't do it here, I reckon. Best place I can kill myself around here? Balcony. Ah, right. And give it time. Will do. You've been listening to Gray Shading from Q19 Media. Starring Johnny or Mejia Lauren Taliafiero, and Dylan Bondi. Written and directed by Quinn Latondra. This podcast was produced with the cooperation of the Union of BC Performers. Thank you for listening. <laughs>